Valve released DemoS 3.1 yesterday evening proving once again that no one incorporates user feedback faster than Valve. Let's get into it. What's good, Deck Gang? I was trying to get this video out quickly, but it looks like someone beat me to it. Damn, Jimmy! So, in my last video, I said that Valve has been quiet and I figured they were cooking up something big. I was right about that. I said it's probably an update related to their docking station. I was wrong about that. Instead, Valve announced that SteamOS 3.1 is now available for download and it is a beefy update, including one of my most anticipated features, a lock screen. Folks, as we get started, make sure to hit that like button. If you want to stay up to date with Steam Deck goodness, make sure to subscribe. So you download this update like any other, but you should note that since this is a big update, it may take a little longer than usual to apply the changes when you restart your Steam Deck after downloading. You also want to make sure to apply the update from gaming mode only. If you apply it from desktop mode, you could get stuck in a boot loop and have to recover your Steam Deck. Once you've restarted, you'll have the new Steam OS. And like I said, this new update includes a lock screen, which was easily the biggest thing missing from the Steam Deck for me. I couldn't recommend the Steam Deck as a desktop replacement because with Steam, I have payment information saved. If I log into my Epic account using my Google account, well now my Gmail inbox is easy to access to anyone that gets a hold of my Steam Deck. By adding a lock screen, Valve is adding friction to the process of compromising my Steam Deck and a little friction can go a long way. So to enable this feature, just go into your settings menu and go to the new security sub menu. Here you have three options for when to enable the lock screen. You can enable it whenever the system powers up or resumes out of wake. You can also enable it before showing a login screen. And finally, you can enable it when switching to desktop mode. Once you set any of these for the first time, the Steam Deck will prompt you for a six digit pin with various inputs corresponding to the 10 digits. Sadly, because it's only a six digit pin and neither B, A, select nor start correspond to a digit, you can't use the famous Konami code as your pin. But that's probably for the best since that's basically what everyone would do and then your pin would be useless. For what it's worth, if you do forget your pin, it isn't the end of the world. You can reset it using your Steam account on another machine. I ended up enabling the pin on all three options. It's not an inconvenience for me to enter it, and it makes me feel better about entering personal information on a portable computer. It's reached the point now where I am absolutely comfortable recommending the Steam Deck as a desktop replacement if that is something you want to do. And here's a secret update that Valve didn't advertise. Many people on the Steam Deck subreddit are reporting that their fan is quieter, and as expected, the temps are now a little higher than they used to be. If you've been following, it appears that Valve is using two different fan suppliers so it's a bit of a lottery as to which fan you'll get, although many reviewers received the quieter one. That includes me. I believe I got the quieter of the two fans because it's never bothered me or my wife. But many people got a fan that appears to be louder. I fix it even commented on this last week and said, quote, we're aware of the noise issue and we're trying to source the ones without the noise, but it will depend on what's available to us, end quote. Weird that iFixit is communicating about this more than Valve, but at least Valve took the step to adjust the fan curve in this latest update. As mentioned, the temps will be a little higher, but it doesn't appear to be anything alarming. Next up in this update, there's a new half rate shading feature. So if you don't know what variable rate shading or VRS is, Microsoft has a good description of it. Here's what they say, quote, for each pixel in a screen, shaders are called to calculate the color this pixel should be. Shading rate refers to the resolution at which these shaders are called which is different from the overall screen resolution, end quote. Typically, the developer implements a VRS in a way that is tailored for their game. 
For example, they may want a higher shading resolution in static portions of the screen and a lower shading resolution for parts of the screen with a lot of motion. In comparison, the implementation used here by Valve allows you to toggle a 2x2 rate across the entire screen. That means one location is sampled in the middle of four pixels. The shading calculations are done to that sample and then applied to all the surrounding four pixels. That's what half rate shading means. In my brief testing, it did save battery life. Here I'm showing off Demon Turf Neon Splash and at 60 FPS it saved one watt. But if you toggle it on and off, you can absolutely see the detail being muddied. You notice it around the border of the tiles on the floor and the front of the signpost. Overall, it's nice to have this option, but you will absolutely be sacrificing image quality. Valve also added window switching in SteamOS 3.1. There were a number of emulators and games with launchers that would keep multiple windows open and this didn't play well with Steam Deck's gaming mode. What you would see is Gamescope rapidly switching between the two windows, causing a flickering. A lot of these apps were updated to be more Steam Deck friendly, but for the ones that weren't, Valve has added an ability to switch between windows. This is easily seen with any browser app you may have. If I open a new browser window, I can easily switch between the two, similar to switching between two apps in gaming mode. Notably, the Steam Input UI seems to have received an upgrade too. There are icons for keys that make them more readable at a glance. On the subject of UI improvements, the new achievements page looks great. If you go to any game you own and navigate to the achievements, you can see the new UI. I would say it looks more like a console UI for achievements now and not just stuff in a browser. In addition to all that, there are yet more features in the latest version of SteamOS. There are 21 new localized keyboards like Greek, Danish, and Ukrainian. They also stated that more are coming like Japanese and Korean. The charging indicator LED now gets dimmer after a few seconds too. This makes it less annoying when charging at nighttime. That's a big win. This update also addresses some of the dock and power issues. For example, it will warn you if the charger you're using is slower than the minimum allowed, and also compatibility for Type-C docks is now improved. They said that battery life is improved in idle or very low usage scenarios, but I don't know what specifically they did to improve that. Honestly, even just a fan curve changes could have made a difference here. Finally, there's better support for Windows now. They've added FTPM support, which is a firmware implemented version of the trusted platform module that is needed to install Windows 11. Technically, this has been available in beta for a few weeks now, but now it's available on a stable channel. They also let us know that the audio drivers are nearly ready for Windows as well, so that's great to hear. And of course, overall stability has been improved as well. All of this comes alongside a huge compatibility update with Proton version 7.02. Liam from Gaming on Linux recently demoed how to get Fall Guys working without having to move around any files. Games like Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Devil May Cry HD Collection, and King of Fighters 13 are now playable, and there were specific updates to games like Forza Horizon 5, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Quake Champions, and The Last Campfire. There's also lots of updates for older games like Jedi Academy from 2003 and Prey 2006. By the way, what have you been playing either on the Steam Deck or as you wait for your Steam Deck? Let me know in the comments. I've been trying out Teardown and it's a lot of fun. It left early access last week, it's rated playable but overall it plays well on deck. It's a heist game made with voxels and an intense physics engine that lets you go about your heist however you want. Here I'm trying to get my three targets before the authorities catch me. It's awesome and I'll likely cover it in my next video so stay tuned. In any case, this is a tremendously beefy update and I'm glad it's here. Just like I'm glad you're here. If you made it this far, consider joining these awesome folks over at my Patreon. They truly help support this channel and keep me going. All right, until next time, Deck Gang out. Goodbye.